Well, God bless you, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the night that the Lord has made, and we are rejoicing and glad in it. Come on in, everybody. Uh, I'm so excited about tonight, and I believe that God has something special on his heart and on his mind regarding our gathering. Uh, and when we gather, we gather for power. So come on in. God bless all of our wonderful uh, Facebook family, our wonderful YouTube family. So good to see all of you on tonight. And so we are grateful uh, to the Lord for his faithfulness, uh, for his grace, for his love and for his truth, which endureth forever. And I believe that tonight is going to be tremendous. It's going to be a tremendous time of impartation, a tremendous time of illumination, revelation by the spirit of God. So every, uh, every uh, normally every first Friday in the month, we have a special gathering called Spark. And Spark is simply a time when we engage one another, where we grow in the things of God, and we're able to receive. Uh, and I believe that this one is going to be even better. Uh, we began with uh, Archbishop Golfin and even Bishop Luter, and uh, I'm excited about this month's gathering. Uh, and so without further ado, uh, we're going to get ready uh, to receive tonight. Uh, I really believe that uh, what God is going to do tonight is going to be extremely powerful uh, and is going to be life changing. So I'm asking that you would please, if you would, please spread the word. Let someone know uh, that we are on. Uh, spread it wherever you are so that we're able to grow together in community. Uh, and so uh, I, I believe that this is just going to be a very uh, impactful and a very powerful time tonight in the word of God. So Father, we bless you, we honor you, we thank you for the privilege of this moment. We thank you for your tender mercies and your love, which endureth forever. And we ask that you would give us wisdom and discernment, for wisdom is the principal thing, and in all our getting that we will get understanding. And we thank you for all these things in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Uh, so tonight again, uh, I am excited uh, about uh, our time together, and I believe that it is going to be fruitful. Uh, can everyone hear me? I'm getting feedback that it's a little blurry, uh, so I want to make sure that everything is, is set uh, and in place for our gathering tonight. Amen. All right. Uh, well, we've got uh, someone that is uh, new to our platform, to you, but is not to me, a man of God, a man of wisdom, a man of revelation, uh, a tremendous prophetic voice, a tremendous uh, voice uh, for this hour and this time. And uh, I am excited about it. Uh, he is by uh, brother in Christ, a friend, uh, our paths have crossed um, many years ago. And I'm just excited uh, about what God is doing in his life. He is the pastor of the Dream Center in Raleigh, North Carolina, and the presiding bishop of the City of God Covenant Fellowship. City of God Covenant Fellowship. And I am excited uh, about him releasing tonight. Uh, so uh, I'm going to release and have Bishop Edwards come and greet us real quick uh, and just Bishop, just greet us and let us know how you're doing. And I'm going to uh, come off and come back on and dialogue with you to make sure my stream is good. Does that work, Bishop? That sounds good. Can you hear me, Bishop? Yeah, I can hear you. So give me one second. Let me try to get this together. Okay, no problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Introduce yourself to the crowd. Bless you, man. Love you, brother. I'm coming. All right. Love you too, man. Listen, amen. Grace and peace unto all of God's children. This is Bishop J. Donald Edwards II pastor of the Dream Center Church of Raleigh and the presiding bishop of the City of God Covenant Ministries. Amen. And I'm so glad to be on with my brother, uh, Bishop Sharon, on this evening. And uh, we're excited because we know we're going to have a great time um, in the presence of the Lord. And okay. so um, we're just excited about what God is doing in this time and in this season. And um, we're living in just an hour 
that are so critical for the people of God. And uh, I'm glad that he invited me uh, to just share on this platform on tonight and to really dialogue about this time in this season so that we could speak about, you know, what we hear heaven saying yes. in this moment uh, for the benefit of God's people. So, uh, Bishop, I appreciate it. We thank God for you, man of God. And you, uh, listen, like rocking chairs, we go way back, man, because yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we met each other, uh, man, it was years ago. I don't know, was it New Orleans or? Nola. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah. it was. New Orleans. Yeah, we yeah. met. Man, it had to be over 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Almost like 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah it's been a while, <laughs> amen, where we uh, we, we, we passed, uh, cross paths, and uh, we stayed in contact down through the years, and I, I appreciate a uh, shout-out to the uh, the Gideon Project, because that's, yeah. that's where it all started for us. Yes, sir. Uh, but thank you for the invite, and uh, yes, man, I'm excited about what God's going to do tonight. Yes, sir. And man, listen, you know, uh, of course, with, with dialogue and sharing, there's so much going on. And I, as a prophetic voice, as one that God is using, uh, I'm just excited about our time to engage. Uh, we've got we've got a lot happening uh, in our world, a lot happening in the body of Christ, a lot that's happened in the last two years. And, um, you know, not only are you a pastor, a bishop, a uh, prophet, all of that, but you also a dad and you got some college kids, you got some, so you, you're on the cusp of what's happening uh, in the world and in society. Uh, I was reflecting today and we're just, just gonna flow. I was reflecting today uh, from uh, the book of Revelation when the apostle John begins to write and he shares that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And that was really ministering to me today because what I'm noticing is that uh, there's a lot of popularity. There's a lot of clout chasing today, if you will, uh, but there's a lack of authenticity. Uh, how is it uh, that you have uh, maintained your authenticity uh, and, and your walk with God in humility? How's that been for you? Uh, because one thing I've always noticed, even from the first day we met, just a real down to earth guy, you know, and, and uh, how have you just kept your heart uh, pure in the midst of all of the sewage that uh, is so pervasive around us? That, that, you know, that's a tremendous question, but, you know, um, it all has to do with, and me personally, just give my personal testimony yeah, sure. um, is that just walking humbly before the Lord, I thank God that I had examples Mm -hmm. um, who's men of God who surrounded me, um, who mentored me, whose impact uh, in my life really made the difference because um, I grew up in Marstown, New Jersey. So I'm a Jersey boy. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and so, you know, and so being in New Jersey and, and being a part of All Saints Church of God in Christ, man, Pastor Gordon Anthony Rogers, he was wow. such a solid man, just a dutiful, mm. accountable man as a leader and as a pastor. And he was one of those non-nonsense uh, non kind of pastors and leaders. And um, mm. that laid a foundation for me growing up that really, you know, if you're going to really live for God, that it, you got to be a no-nonsense kind of person. And I thank God for those kind of examples because... I had some friends that were going to some other chat, uh, other churches and their pastors were completely different <laughs> in yeah. terms of their makeup and their character. And so being around solid men of God who were dutiful, who were accountable, who um, who were family men, who loved their wives, mm -hmm. who took care of their children, you know, mm -hmm. that really laid a foundation for me to uh, to to try to follow. And then coming under, uh, you know, coming under dad, coming under Archbishop yeah. Golfin. And um, him picking up where my pastor left off, again, a mm. great example, a man of humility. You yeah. talking about somebody that, that has the right to have the big head? You know, <laughs> some of these guys, you know, carrying on, don't cannot hold a spoon yeah. uh, to, to Dr. Goffin. But yet and still to see him every day still studying in the word, uh, with, to see him still pray, to see him still meditate, to yeah. see him still put a priority on his relationship with God. And that's the most important. And that's the thing. Walking humbly before our God is absolutely yes. essential um, mm. to keep you grounded in mm -hmm. a world like this. And I thank God. That's mm -hmm. my testimony. I thank God for men of God 
who yeah. kept me grounded, who through examples mm -hmm. of being dutiful and accountable men of God, you know, laid a laid a foundation uh, mm. for me to walk in. And so that's that's what that's I thank God for it, because, uh, listen, the Bible says, humble yourself under yes, the sir. mighty hand of God yes, and sir. then he will exalt you. See in due time. That that's the key. The key is to walk humbly before God. And when it's time, you don't have to worry about pushing yourself up. When the time is, God will exalt you yes, in sir. His own time. And so that that listen, that's my claim to fame, and uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Man, let me tell you something. That is powerful. And you know something, Bishop? Uh, I I was talking to, to uh, Archbishop the other day. And I, I tell I tell them all the time. There's two things I make sure I do. I talk to God and I talk to golfing. You know, <laughs> and, yeah, God and golfing. Yes, right. Wisdom, Archbishop is you know, Doctor Golfing's uh, just his mind, his ministry, uh, and his humility. And I was I was thinking the other day. Some people's testimonies what God brought them through. Other people's testimonies what God kept them from. And and in my life in ministry, uh, it's more or less been uh, walking with God, uh, like you just said, in that uh, same vein. Both of my grandfathers pastored, you know, no nonsense. If you're going to live for God, live for God. If you're going to live for the world and for the street, live for the world, for the street. Uh, it was it was a clarity that that made you um, reverence uh, the things of God and reverence the house of God. And one of the things that uh, the Holy Spirit has been really impressing upon me lately is a recovery of reverence, uh, returning back to uh, the sacredness of the things of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's a, such a, a major theme for where we are right now, because it's almost as if today uh, there is a, a lack of an understanding of uh, sacredness uh, when it comes to the work of God. You know, uh, a lot of times, even in, in the work of ministry today, many see it as a quick fix or a gig or a come up. Uh, instead of really coming to understand the purposes of God, the presence of God. And, and so what are you sensing in this time prophetically that God is doing in the midst of everything that's happening? The last two years, the pandemic and uh, the, um, the emergence of new forms and ways of doing what we are called to do. Uh, how has this season been for you and, and what do you sense God saying in all of this? Uh, yeah, I you know, uh, Bishop, it, <laughs> you know, it's it's really been this has been a very unique time. Yeah, uh, we have not gone this way before, and right. so um, who know who knows what to do, right? Yeah, we we, we we tried to be an inside, we've tried being outside, we tried mask on, mask off, we tried it all, but um, if it, th these are the times that really make people, this these are the mm. times that really define people and um what i what i believe is that that this generation is going to really be marked by mantles i i mm. believe that god is is placing certain mantles uh and when i talk about mantles i'm talking about specific callings and anointings that are going to become absolutely essential uh, in order to go forward. I know a pastor through the pandemic was doing church as usual. You know, he had a church, had his members and they were doing their thing. Well, COVID came and he transitioned and turned his church uh, into a resource center for the community. And mm -hmm. so uh, got he changed the chairs around, re redid the entire building. Mm -hmm. And um, and here we are two years later, he, his, his, his not a church, it's a... <laughs> It's mm -hmm. a resource center for the community yeah. and um, people are getting, uh, he's doing GED programs, he's feeding, mm -hmm. he's clothing. Mm -hmm. And um, he said, I'm not going back to church. Mm -hmm. I am, he has found what he has been called to do. The mantle has been, um, been on him all this time. And here he was just doing what everybody else was doing. Come to find out it took the pandemic for him mm. to find his true calling as being a, a a resource center and a coordinator and a director to feed the community. And um, it's amazing because 
mantles are being handed out in the midst of this time, in this season, and people are walking into their true identity and their real calling, something that they may have only had an inkling of. Now it is unpacking and unlocking itself in its fullness, mm -hmm. and people are realizing that they have a divine assignment uh, that looks nothing like uh, what they thought their assignment was two years ago. And so Ooh, there's a lot to say about this pandemic. There's a lot yeah. to say about this time. It's a lot to say about this shift. But there is uh, this. There is a mantle, right? Slow, man. And slow, a man <laughs> there's the a mantle the and a mandate that mm. is coming alive in the lives of people. And it doesn't look like what it used to look like. So yeah. you you may have been pastoring before, but now you might be uh, you might just be uh, uh, anointed to run a resource center now. We, you know, and, and listen, nobody's wrong because as many as are led by the spirit of God, yes. they are the sons of God. This yes. is an hour where God is leading us in ways that we have never seen before. And uh, it may not look traditional, but mm. it will be triumphant. I believe. Ah, Lord have mercy. Mm. Lord have mercy. It may not be traditional, Wow, this is the spirit of the Lord. Y'all hear me that this is a prophetic conversation tonight. It may not be traditional, but it will be triumphant. I'm a I'm I'm a note taker, so I, I had to just take that. Man, that that is so 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 powerful. Uh, uh, first of all, let, let let let's unpack some of what you just said because you you just said something tremendous, and and uh, I I I mean that that's something. So you said this is a time that's going to be marked by mantles by mantles that's right and, and and you know it makes me think of elijah and elisha yeah and a lot of times when we look at that passage uh people just look at it from the lens of uh what they think uh, is a double portion uh, and when i was doing some some studies rabbinic studies and some old testament studies i was thinking about that because as some theologians that would say that the uh, when we look at Elijah, he represents uh, he could represent uh, uh, the he could represent Christ, of course, and then Elisha, uh, some would say even would represent the church. But when I think about the mantle in that, I see the symbolism of the Spirit of God, and and when it falls on Elisha. Uh, the spirit empowers the body of Christ to do beyond what we saw before. And, and, and how that's really spoken to me in this hour has been, we've got to really, really pay keen attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We've got to really pay keen attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And, and for the most part, uh, we have been making everybody happy in the last 30 years, uh, 40 years, really, in the 1980s of the church growth uh, movement and mania, uh, except the Holy Ghost. We have secret sensitive, secret friendly, uh, but we don't really entertain. We like to entertain, but we don't really uh, like to engage the spirit of God. Uh, and as a result, everything has become choreographed. Everything has become predictable. Everything has right. become lights, camera, action. And what I really believe is the spirit of God is bringing us back to relying and depending upon him. Uh, and 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 that has been something because when this thing first hit two years ago, well, the Spirit of the Lord gave me some really instruct. He gave me some really insightful instructions, and and I was trying to grapple with it because it was unusual from what I was, you know, accustomed to. And one of the first things, uh, Bishop, that the Lord said to me was, He said, "Son, there are no more experts now." And he said, he said, you have learned in the past by looking. He said, looking at this and this and this. He said, but I'm calling my people now to learn by listening. You're not going to be able to learn just by what you see others are doing. You are only going to make it through this season according to you listening to wow. me. He that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God is saying. And, and so I've had to embrace this time period. And like you just said, because you said something so tremendous there, uh, embracing uh, the identity 
of what God is saying and what he's calling us to do, even if it does not make sense according to what we have seen before. Right. And, and, and so it is a shift and every shift also brings a rift. Every shift always brings a rift. Every and, shift oh, brings and a rift. Fun tonight. Okay. <laughs> and the reason why is because now you've got to break away from what was once comfortable and convenient in one order that no longer works in the next. And, and too many times, too many times we we get stuck and fixated at what worked before as if that's the only thing we should do you know and and so what i've constantly been asking and praying and saying is okay lord but what are you saying now what are you calling us to do now what are you calling us to focus in on now for example one of the things that uh when i was uh just meditating in prayer that was impressed upon me uh is for the work that we're called to do, uh, one of the things Spirit of God reminded me is that in this hour, in this time, is that he's calling us, and, and I, I say this, this us corporately to our community and those who we're touching, calling us from not so much just, uh, and, he, and when he said this, it, it really baffled me at first, but not so much from just uh, conferences and events, mm. but to uh, conversations and equipping. Mm. And, and in that sense of equipping the saints right where they are, where they live, work and play to make an impact and to steward their influence. And, and the reason why I said it is because um, I think sometimes we were just having a bunch of services and it wasn't making an impact at all. You know, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not criticized. And I grew up born and raised in church in, in oh, yeah. service, so morning oh, yeah. all the way to the night. OK. And I told my wife, I said, I don't even have a desire or a drive to, to, to regurgitate some of the stuff we did before. I think some of the stuff that we as we're coming out of something slowly starting to come out of lockdown, especially in the Northeast, uh, I have no desire to return to some of that majority of it, uh, because I've come to realize uh, that, you know, we've got to embrace the new. You've got to embrace the new and and you've got to come to the point in which you understand that that this is there's I, I told somebody, I, I mean, in terms of connection, in terms of community, in terms of building relationship, I have seen more authenticity in how we've been engaging in this medium than I did from the normal when we would be engaged, you know, how you doing? I'm okay. Da, da. You know, you say, say, I'm okay. That's I'm all right. And then they go online and they, 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 you know, they, they, they really let out and you're like, well, I thought you said you were okay. You know, <laughs> so, so, so learning how to uh, uh, really begin to engage beyond the shallow, shattering the shallow, and, and, and I was just thinking about that because First Chronicles 12, 32, uh, you know, sons of Issachar had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. You know, what, what's, been, what's been stirring in your spirit about, about these times and what are some things that you've been sensing, uh, maybe have been sharing? And then, of course, as a prophetic person, some stuff you don't share until prompted to share. Uh, you know, people think sometimes the stuff I tell people all the time, uh, half the stuff I share, uh, there's a whole lot more I'm not released to share. You just get a piece of what I heard. You, you know what I mean by that? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, because everybody can't handle uh, where you are, you know, and, 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 and coming to an understanding of that. So what's some things that uh, hit your heart, hit your mind, hit your soul, uh, your spirit, man, as we, as we engage on that, man? Yeah, well, um, it's powerful that, so that you brought up uh, men of Issachar because that's exactly where uh, I've been as well. And just in terms of my my study and my meditation, um, two things about those about the men of Issachar that had resonated straight from that text and Chronicles is that they were uh, men who understood the times. That was number one. And then number two, they knew what Israel ought to do. Mm -hmm. And um, this hour is really marked uh, by those two things, an mm -hmm. understanding of the times um, that's getting clarity about what is really on the heart of God right now. Mm -hmm. And then um, the second part is knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you you need a prophet in your life. You need uh -oh. a prophet to speak into yes, your life sir. because uh, this is the hour of the prophet. This is the hour of the seers. This yes. is the hour for those to receive direction as to where to go. And uh, this is the hour for the men of Issachar. Those individuals, and we're saying men, but we're using it, of course, of course, of course. universally, because the men, me, uh, men and women, male and yes. female, who yes. are uh, who have their ear to God's mouth, right? Yes. Um, who have who have gone beyond just uh, like you said, the tradition, just uh, three points in a poem, just not going to cut it now. See what these people need right now. Um, and uh, yeah, we know Daniel in the lion's den and the three Hebrew boys. We know that inside and out. But what is God saying right now? We need yes. people who have their ear to the mouth of God, who know what Israel ought to do. What should the people of God be doing right now? That is yes. the key. And it, it requires those who have a real relationship with God. Mm. Amen. So, yes, that, yeah, I, yeah, I know you know how to squall. I know you know how to change keys. I know you can modulate with the organ. I know you know how to get a crowd up and go. Yes. But we are living through a whole pandemic and my children need to know what to do. Yes. My, my, yes. my church family needs to know what to do. And we need those who have a prophetic word so that they can tell us what to do so yes, that sir. we can obey God and live out the fulfillment of what it really means to be the body of Christ in this time and in this season. And there are men and women of God. Uh, a lot of them are popular. A lot of them don't have um, a big church. A lot of them don't have a large following, but there are men and women of God who are anointed by God in this season who can give you the say of the Lord and give you insight into what you need to be doing within your life right now. And so we're coming on tonight to let you know that this is the season for the men of Issachar, those who understand the times and know what God's people ought to be doing. Is there any word from the Lord? Yes, there is a word from the Lord and yes. God is speaking to his people. One of the things, let me just give you one of the Please. things I know that God has been speaking very clearly to me about this particular year. And we came into 2022 talking about the year of the double. And mm -hmm. um, there has there has been a real uh, a real anointing on the and I'm glad we're doing this tonight because there's an anointing in the atmosphere of the kingdom right now for collaboration. Mm. It is it is a time for the collaboration, for the coupling, and for the partnering of ministries and forces and brands and names, all right? In this season, two are better than one. Yes. One can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. I had no plans to be on live tonight with Bishop Sharon, no. but the power of partnering yes. is here so that these two bishops can come together and do that. And listen, let me tell you, saints of God, this is the season that God is going to allow you to partner with somebody who can help take you to the next level. Ooh, come on God is going to allow you to collaborate and you're going to find yourself hooking up and connecting with other groups and other people in order to what? Have a larger footprint and a larger impact in what God wants you to do. I know you're big and you're bad all by yourself, but you wait till you partner with somebody and watch how God takes yes, you to the next level. You know, uh, Bishop, I saw something. I saw something the other day that I thought was amazing. I saw that um, Chris Rock and uh, Kevin Hart, all right, they are going on a world war tour together. Mm. Two of the mm. top, now, both of them by themselves have packed out the largest arenas in the country. Yes, sir. But they decided to pull their forces together and do a worldwide tour and take everything to the next level. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime, Every one of those five headliners has yes, packed out auditoriums by themselves. Talk. But they decided to bury the hatchet, to, you know, get rid of the beef and come together. And all five of them put on what many say was the most significant um, 
Super Bowl halftime show that we've ever seen. Listen, it's in the atmosphere. If the world can come together, come Stop. on, somebody. Come if on, the, here, if the world can come together, yeah, can't the body of Christ come together? You yes. got you, your church got five people, and the church next door got five people. How about y'all come together? Yeah. <laughs> come on, Bishop. Am I talking right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, man, let me tell you something. I, I, the doc, you, you, you are all up in. I mean, Lord have mercy. Help me, Holy Ghost. Doc, this, this is, this is, this is what I'm talking about. And you and I, you and I know uh, when it comes to partnership, uh, uh, we have some things in the works even in our lives <laughs> that 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 far exceed anything we could have ever imagined. You know, and 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 even even us collaborating, coming on tonight, uh, and you guys are going to see him a lot. You will see him a whole lot. We're going to be working together a whole lot. Uh, but uh, and that's why even when I was talking with Bishop about coming on and we were sharing together, and he said, you need to you need to have, you know, you know, Bishop, you need to tell Sharon, tell Donald that y'all get on there and y'all get together because y'all going to be working together, you know, and, 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 and it just shows. It just shows, hey, Lady Robson, it just shows uh, what happens when we are surrendered to the Spirit of God right. to begin to flow and move together. But I, I love that. 2022, the, the anointing for collaboration, the year of the double. Uh, I, I was, when, when I reflect on 2022, and you said the importance of the prophetic is absolutely key. Having an ear toward God. Our ministry has always been a prophetic house uh, in terms of just having an ear toward God, sensing what he's called us to do, what he's saying to us, what he's saying through us, what he's sending to us, because every uh, a season uh, brings something different. And, and, and so you've got to begin to, to embrace uh, where you are in the season you're in. Uh, and, and, you know, I was thinking about that because one of the scriptures that the Spirit of the Lord took me to uh, was, uh, see, I am making all things new. And and he made very clear to me that 2022 would be a year that things were going to be new. And it has been entirely new, even in terms of uh, grief and transition of my grandmother and relatives and others, you know, and, and all of it, seeing all of it as a part of a bigger picture, seeing all of it as God forming a mosaic from the mess and the mire that we've endured these last 18 to 24 months. You know, I think that one of the reasons why uh, it has been a bit more challenging for the saints today is because, and I want to, I want to shift the the the, uh, the conversation for a second. I know we can shift there. Is because of poor teaching, mm. poor teaching, and in an environment where everything is success oriented, we don't know how to suffer. And one of the characteristics of the fruit of the spirit is long suffering. And this pandemic has reminded us about long suffering. And you know, and we try to figure out when is it gonna let up and then boom, something else come. And then we thought that done let up and then boom, something else come. And so learning how to, to deal with something we cannot control when we think we can control things because we can control our devices. And God, literally, I'm not saying that he sent this. That's not what I'm saying. You know, and I think you understand what I'm saying, but you cannot tell me that all of this stuff shutting down wasn't a clarion call from God for us to return to him, to look to him and to hear him. You know, I mean, I, I have seen people who I know I have been ministering to them and, and trying to, you know, give word to them and, and bring them to, to the knowledge of Christ forever. <laughs> and they wouldn't even want you to, they wouldn't even want you to pray, lay hands on, man, can you pray for me, man? Can you say, I, I'm, uh, can you send me some oil? Can you, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, like God is doing something. Doing something. Okay. You know, I have seen people 
people's lives become radically transformed. And I was saying, you know, we always heard about uh, the next great awakening. We always heard about the next move of God. We always heard about, you know, and we and we think it's going to be, you know, in our minds, we think it's going to be, you know, like the tent crusades of the Billy Graham era or like the mass, the mass stadium era and like this or like that or like this. We had these preconceived notions and nobody saw this coming because we know in part God don't show us everything. Come on. And we've got to stop telling folk, uh, uh, making people think that we are sovereign. We are not God. Come on. And if there was ever a time that I saw the fallacy of my own folly, it was in this moment when I said, Lord, uh, I know I don't know what to do. You got to guide us. You got to direct us. You got to, you know, you've got to show us how we do. We've got to be guided by the glory of God because right. it's only by his presence. You know, I, I was thinking about that and I, I love the word. You love the word. You know, we and I was thinking about that. You know, uh, uh, Moses looks back at God and he's like, you know, you can go, but I'm not going to go with you. And he says, well, well, if your presence is not with us, you know, how are we different from anybody else if it's not by your presence? And and Bishop, what I'm realizing is today we like the performance we like the perks, but we don't like the presence of God because the presence of God interrupts our agenda. The presence of God interrupts our plans. The presence of God interrupts things that we are used to, conditioned for, all of that stuff. And it forces us to get back on our knees as the old saints, Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know. If thou would draw thyself from me, where shall I go? And, and I found myself becoming anchored again uh, in foundational things, mm. you know, uh, returning back to the importance of prayer, returning back to the importance of fasting, returning back to the importance of consecration, returning back to making sure that I'm not distracted by this or that, or letting this get to me or that get to me and playing around. And not even, uh, even again, for me, it was also paying attention to the spirit of offense and, and, and not allowing the spirit of offense, because that's a real thing to, to, uh, uh, come upon everything that's happening because everyone is coping with this thing differently. And, and so coming to a place of, of, of all of those things and yielding to the sensitivity of the spirit has been absolutely fundamental for everything that we have done. And so I felt like, now this is just me and I want your take on this. I felt like God hit a major reset button. I mean, a major, and you know, it's crazy because, you know, when you have a, uh, when you have a, when you have a prophetic ear, God will share things. He gives like little tidbits, not the whole piece. And 2019, and some of our folk that are on remember this, 2019, I had started, I did a series of messages in 2019 called A Radical Reset and how a radical reset was coming long before I had any idea about a COVID, any idea about putting on a mask full-time, any idea of any of that stuff. And I looking back now, and when I when I was uh coming to the end of 2020, coming into 2020, uh 2019, New Year's Eve, I'll never forget it because it was a very unusual, very strange service. And uh I had went through for I did a, you know, I'm a his I love history, like Archbishop, I love history. And I had did about up to 500 years worth of history of things that happened in the eras of the 20s. And I started at like 15, 20, 16, 20, 17, 20, 18, 20, 19, 20, and then 2020. I was talking about how, you know, in just 20 years before in 2000, Y2K, when everybody thought it was the end of the world, you know, and, and now technology has radically existed. And I was sharing with the congregation that 10 years prior, there was no Uber, there was no Lyft, there was no Amazon in that same sense. There was uh, uh, most of the conveniences that we have come to live with did not exist. And so I was sharing with them about how these things were coming. But I'll share this with you. Most, while most were sharing about vision for 2020, God had, had dealt with me about, uh, we had called it the year of wisdom. And I had no idea. And I had kept saying to the congregation, I said, I don't know what's coming, but whatever is we're going to face in this new year, we're going to need wisdom to work mm. through it. And literally three months later, come on, bam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and so, you know, looking back now, I'm like, 
wow, like God, you've been, you were doing stuff behind the scenes at an unseen level, moving us into what we were called to do right now. And, and, and that, that's, that's because I remember when I had sent you a message and I saw you preaching online and I was like, man, you know, we were talking and we were sharing and engaging you like, yeah, I was using that, that studio, that platform. And I was just like, man, you know, it's like, it's literally like, uh, God rearranged the pieces of the chessboard with this. Yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? And you can see uh, just how he's calling us into embracing our identity. Doc, um, why do you think it's so difficult for people to embrace who they are in God? Why do we, why, why is it, why do you think it's, it's so easy for us to, to try to mold ourselves out to someone else instead of really coming into what God's called us to be and to do? Yeah, you know, um, Bishop, I, I, so much that you just said right there. We're going, I want to, I want to work on. Go ahead, um, flow, man, flow. Yeah, go ahead. But you know, identity is so important. Um, you know, and that's one of the things, like being comfortable, you know, with who you are in Christ, and um, not trying to be like anybody else. Because listen, you are a designer's original. You might be imitated, but you will never be duplicated. Yes. When, when God made you, he broke the mold. There'll never yes, be another yes. like you. Nobody has your fingerprint. <laughs> Nobody has your iris. Nobody has your optic nerve. You're like a snowflake. You're one of a kind. And so mm. it's so important that people uh, get comfortable with who they are in Christ and because we already have a TD Jakes. We already have a Creflo Dollar. We already yeah. have, you know, a Tyler Perry and an Oprah Winfrey. We already have these people. But who has God called you to be? To be, you know, what about the uniqueness? Listen, it's not what's it's not what's similar about you, but it's what is unique about you that God is going to use to make and mold you into who he wants you to be. And so you need to you need to identify your uniqueness and celebrate your uniqueness because God's going to pour his oil on what is not not what's the similar part uh, with somebody else but what is unique about you. That's where the difference is going to come. And God's going to use what's unique about you to cause you to grow and to go to the mountains and to the heights. Listen, the heights are available for you, but you got to have the courage to shift to another area. You know, we used to sing the song, I'm climbing up the, the rough side of the mountain. Everybody climbed the mountain, climbed the mountain. But the Lord gave me a revelation. I was think I was looking at a mountain and trying to climb up the mountain, but then the Lord told me to look and I looked to my side and what I saw was a river. The spirit said, get off the mountain and jump in the river. And when I got off the mountain and jumped in the river, come to find out that the river took me around the mountain. Lord, have mercy. God says, listen, I'm going to tell somebody tonight, get off the mountain. You are doing something in your flesh that God wants you to accomplish by his spirit. It's time to get off the mountain trying to hike and climb in your own effort and jump in the river because in the river of God, there is a flow that's going to carry you around the thing that you're trying to get over. God said, I'm not going to even have to worry about this mountain. You're not going to have to worry about this mountain because there's an anointing in the river of God that's going to carry you around this difficulty and land you right in the place of your destiny. I want to tell somebody tonight, get off the mountain and get in the river because in the river, you're going to find a way around the mountain. Whatever the problem, whatever the issue, whatever the circumstance, I came to tell you there's a river right by you. Just jump in the river because if you can get in the flow, see, that's something you were saying right there, Bishop. There's a flow in the spirit. There's a flow. 
in the spirit that we've got to get into in this 2022 and beyond. We got to get in the flow of the spirit. What God's talking about, wisdom, right? The mm -hmm. wisdom of God is going to carry you, right? Where you're thinking and your intellect we're gonna is going to fail you. The wisdom of God is going to kick mm -hmm. in and you're going to be able to flow into the wisdom of God and you're going to have solutions. You're going to have answers. You're going to have the key to success. It's Jeez. not going to be something that you're going to have to figure out, but it's going to be something that just falls on you because the river, there's a flow in the river that you've got to catch up to and get involved in. I believe, I just believe that this is the time for us to operate by the spirit of God and yes. to, you know, step into who God really called us to be, which is why the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which yes. was also in Christ Jesus, having mm. the mind of Christ, right? Mm. Where you stop tinkering and trying to figure out what the old school say, <laughs> instead of trying to figure, I tried to figure it out and found out God already got it worked out. God's got it already worked out. Listen, yes. you need not fight in this battle. This battle is not yours. This battle is the Lord's. There's a flow that's coming that's going to take the struggle out of your fight and cause you to experience victory because Ooh. you learn how, what, to take your hands off of it and let God handle it. Just let go and let God because this is the hour for God to prove himself. This is the hour for God to prove himself. He's going to prove himself and show you and show everybody that his hand was on you the entire time. People that have been doubting you and second guessing you. Some people have second guessed you so much that may, they made you second guess yourself. But God wants you to know that his hand has been on you the entire time. And he's getting ready to prove to you and prove to all the onlookers that he's been on your side the entire time. And guess what? He's making a table for you right in the presence of your enemies. And they're going to have to come by and they'll sit at your table, but they can't eat at the table because it's your table. They just going to have to sit and watch you eat. I want to tell somebody that this is what, listen, you've been through a lot, but you have come to this, you've come to the kingdom. Like Mordecai told Esther, you come to the kingdom for such a time as this. This is your season. This is your time. This is your hour. Don't wait on nobody. Don't wait on, you don't need no more confirmation. You don't need no more approval. You don't need no more validation. The anointing is validating you for you to go forward and do the thing that God called you to do for you to start that business, for you to go back to school, finish your degree, for you to go get that certification, for you to begin that church, plant that ministry, do what God called you to do. This is the hour and this is the time for you to activate in the very purpose of God. And this is the uniqueness of who God made you to be. You were chosen for greatness. And because God chose you for greatness, the enemy tried to send his plan to try to make you mediocre. But there's an enemy that's called average that's been trying to trap you. But today, the enemy of average and mediocrity has to let you go. And you're going to step into the power of the uniqueness of who you are because you always been different anyway. You always, you always walk in the room and everybody stopped talking. Guess what? Because they was talking about you. Everybody else got invited to the party and they left your name off the list because you're annoying. It's all of this happened because God already had you in a place he wanted you to be. And you thought there was something wrong with you. No, there's something right with you. And God's about to show everybody else that his hand is on your life. I came to encourage you today and let you know that your uniqueness is going to purchase for you a great destiny. Don't worry about who, who else is doing what. You just be who God called you to be because what's different about you is about to anoint you even the more. Amen. I believe it. Bishop, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Lord, have mercy, man. Mm, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Woo, help me, Holy Ghost. Man, this is this is this is just stirring me up in so many different ways. Good God Almighty, folk! Are you started me. this talking about identity. <laughs> folk are texting me. I got Deacon Ivo. We already put up the. We we don't we don't we don't even. This is not even a night that we take offering. They he done put the thing up and I, Lord have mercy Jesus. And then he just texts me, uh, "Man, can we bring him in the house?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And and you know, Bishop. Woo.
Lord have mercy, man. I, I, I got Bishop Davis on here, my brother commenting. Uh, uh, I mean, Lord have mercy. This, this is, this is so good. Jumping in the river, in the flow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I never, I never fit in. Every, anytime I've ever been in an environment, I never fit in. And me I neither. thought something <coughs> was wrong with me. And me. and I said to myself, I said something must be wrong with me. Me I too. Said, I, never, I never had a click of preachers to hang out. I never fit. I just never fit. In. Even my people would say, "Bitch, you as you go preach for people, and then you know you minister, you do your own thing." I never, you know. And I've come to realize that some people are just. Uh, this is an S word we don't like no more. Sanctified. Oh, and when come you're on. Sanctified, yes, sir. You got to be set apart. Yes, when you sanctified, everybody don't want to hang out with you, flow with you, invite you to the cookout and the BBQ and all of that stuff. Because when you are sanctified, there's also a standard you live by. A standard. You know? And and one thing my, my godfather, Bishop Mitchell, taught me, he said, he said, son, you got to understand, uh, your life is going to be like this. Others can, you can't. Others can, you can't. He said, because you're anointed. And if you think you can get away with it, God will expose your You'll get caught every time. <laughs> and so coming to the place of embracing identity, embracing what God has called anointed uh, us to do. My own brother just said, I, we got to have him come to global. They, they done, they done, they done, they done went back to them, vote, made an election. Hallelujah. <laughs> And, they and I'm telling you, get them voted. You know, <laughs> to come, Bishop. As we're winding down, as we're closing, uh, give us a closing word. Uh, would you pray for? Give us a closing word, whatever the Lord is saying, and then would you pray for us? Would you pray for me? Would you pray? Let, just let the Lord use you as we come to a close tonight. Thank you, my brother. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Let me just say thank you, Bishop. I appreciate. Um, I, I just believe this is divine. Uh, yes. Even though we've known each other over 10 years, but I believe the time is now uh, yes, for sir. us to do some things together um, and just, you know, help build the kingdom of God and impact the lives of the God's people. And, um, you know, just just in closing, you know, I just want to encourage everybody on tonight before we pray um, to let you know that this is um, your time in the kingdom. I just want to express that to everyone that I want you to begin to heighten your expectation and to begin to look for God to favor you because I really believe that this will be the year that somebody who is capable of helping you get to the next level is gonna identify you and begin to help push you to where you need to be. Like somebody, like you, you don't realize it, but because of everything that you've been through, you actually are a solution to somebody right? Because of all that you've endured, God has just in a strategic way already positioned you and you're, you're about to fit, I mean, into somebody's jigsaw puzzle, like the missing piece that they did not know was there. And God's about to take everything that you went through and use it to become a solution to somebody. Somebody has been lying awake at night waiting for you to come into their life. Somebody has been praying for you to step into their life. Somebody is now, and the Holy Spirit is making them aware of your existence, right? Because up until this point, you've existed, but after this point, you're getting ready to live. You're going to go from existing to really living. And when I'm talking about living, I'm talking about a John 10 and 10 kind of life where the, Jesus said the thief come to steal, kill and, and destroy. He said, but I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That Zoe life, the life to the fullest, like your life is on 10. Your life is getting ready to be on 10 in this season. It's going to be a, a release of the fulfillment and the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose in your life. And you're going to go to the heights that the enemy said you would never reach, but they are now there for you. And there is a release in the realm of the spirit right now that uh, glass ceilings are crashing right now and that limitations are falling and being broken right now. And you're going where no, like I feel a Star Trek anointing for somebody. You're going, amen, to places you've never gone before, going where no man has ever gone before because we've never been through anything like this before. And that means, you know, you're going to do things that you've never done before. Amen. And so I just believe that even though 
uh, the world has never seen a time like this before, guess what? The world has never seen a people like us before. And Woo! we are made for this season. I know it's a lot going on. And I know people are complaining and folks are, are making a, a fuss about everything. But even with the gas prices, you're going to find that you're not going to have a problem paying for $5 gas. Oh my what's God. going on, the increase is going to be so, amen, it's going to be so full that you're not even going to feel the pinch of what everybody else is complaining about. You're, not gonna, you're still going to be eating steak. You're still going to be eating eating shrimp, you're still going to be wearing what you want to wear and living where you want to live because the promise of God and the covenant of God is active in your life. You know, when, when Egypt was going through darkness, the Bible said that there was light in Goshen the entire time. That means yes, the whole world was in darkness, but where the people of God was, there was light. And wherever you are, you're going to find an ease and you're going to find a cooperation and you're going to find a collaboration to get things done that is going to be very uncommon. You're going to be in a very uncommon season of favor that's going to push you and propel you into greatness. And while, while everybody else is talking about, I don't know what we're going to do. You're going to sit there and say, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on giving God the praise and I'm going to keep lifting him up because as you do that, God's going to make a way and he's going to open the door and you're going to find that where there's been a struggle, you're going to find a ease that's going to show up to help make what would normally be difficult is going to make it smooth. And you're going to be able to see the hand of God work through your life. I just believe that this is that time and this is the season. And for those today who can raise their faith to that dimension, I want to pray with you right now because I want to help get you to where you need to be in the realm of the spirit. Because not only is God going to take you to another level, but you're going to partner and cooperate with God so that you can get your life to that same level that God wants you to be on. A lot of times God wants things for us, but it requires an action on our part to be able to cooperate and to partner with God so that the things that he has in his heart for us actually become a reality. I don't want you just to endure this season. I want you to enjoy this season. Amen. And God wants to take you from endurance to enjoyment. All right. So let's let's go before the Lord in prayer and let's um, ask him uh, and his blessings to rest on us in this season. Father, we thank you tonight. I thank you, God, for Bishop Sharon. And I thank you for Global Fire. And I thank you for everyone who has come on this line tonight. And even for those who will catch the replay. Father, I just pray that a fresh anointing would rest on them right now. And Father, I thank you right now for... Um, causing something to detonate tonight in the spirit of your children so that they come into the realization of their true identity. I thank you, God, that their uniqueness is about to be celebrated. Their uniqueness is about to become noted. Their uniqueness is about to rise to the top. And I thank you that somebody who is capable of blessing them for real is now becoming aware of their existence. I thank you for life and that more abundantly taking place in the life of your sons and your daughters right now. I thank you right now that no weapon that is formed against them shall prosper and any spirit that would try to dig a ditch or connive or collaborate or conspire against them every one of those antagonistic spirits are rendered mute in this moment and rendered powerless in this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for victory over every struggle tonight. We thank you for healing in every body on tonight. We thank you for encouragement. Lift up every bowed down head on tonight and encourage every believer and mend every broken heart in the name of Jesus. I thank you for more than enough is taking over in this season. And I thank you 
for abundance and opulence resting in the lives of your children on tonight. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise. We know that you do all things well, and we give you glory and honor. I thank you for the bishop tonight. I thank you for global fire tonight. Father, continue to lead and guide him as he leads this people into pastures that are green. Holy Spirit, speak to him. Wake him up and give him a vision. I pray that you drop the next 10 years of vision in his lap, that let it unfold, let the scroll unroll itself in his life, and that he would operate on a level that would cause your name to be glorified and the enemy to be terrified and everyone connected to him to be edified. We thank you for a hedge of protection around the man of God. And we thank you God for wisdom for these times rapturing his life and his mindset and his mentality. And God, I give these people to you. I deliver them to you tonight. This aggregate people, this aggregate body into your hands. Have your way, God. Have your way in their mind. Have your way in their soul. Have your way in their body. And we thank you in advance. We don't have to see you do it to thank you for it. We can thank you right now. We know you'll do it later. Your credit is good with us. You're just that kind of God. And we bless you and we give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Somebody praise God because it's already done. I just believe it. Thank you, Jesus. I just, ah, my God, I just believe it's already done by the spirit of grace. I believe it's already done by the spirit of grace. Amen. Solutions are coming. Answers are coming. Glory to God. Questions are going to be answered. Amen. And um, there's going to be an unveiling. And there's going to be an unraveling, amen, and God is going to unpack this thing for us uh, and allow it to just unfold right before our eyes. And uh, the struggle is going to be over, and we are walking in the blessings of God. I just believe it. It's our time. It's our season. And we're going to experience the blessings and the power of God. Amen. Man, Lord, have mercy. What a move of God tonight. Praise Bishop, God. my brother, thank you so much. Man, thank I you, Bishop. It. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. From Raleigh, North Carolina to New York, man, this has been powerful. This has been powerful. Well, we have been sparked. We have been ignited. Uh, we have ways that you can sew on the screen if you would like to do so. Uh, listen, God has spoken tonight. And uh we're going to have you back for this and some other stuff you already know. But I, I, my heart is so full because uh, seeing and hearing uh, to know that what we're hearing uh, is not the only thing. God is speaking similar things to, yes. to other voices and other great voices. And man, just we, we thank God for you and your ministry. Be blessed. I'm going to text you after this. Uh, listen, this is smart. We do this once a month, every first Friday of the month. We had to move it this month because of my grandmother's passing. And thank you so much for your prayers, everyone. Uh, if you want to be a blessing tonight, and uh, we don't normally do this, but this is an unusual moment. I sense this tremendously. Uh, you can do so by texting the word global to 51400. You can also give via Zelle, Global Fire Now at gmail.com. And you can also give via cash at dollar sign, Global Fire Now. It's an unusual moment. I want us to bless Bishop. Um, this is just tremendous. I'm going to be feasting on this. This will be uh, available immediately on Facebook and YouTube, and we're going to also have it on our podcast as well. The Lord bless you and keep you. This Sunday, we'll be online uh, and on site. Uh, if you are looking to be with us on site, uh, just don't go down Eastern Parkway if you can help it uh, because of the uh, half marathon or what have you, but it doesn't affect where we are, uh, perks of being in the city. But uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Uh, excited to share on Sunday. Stir it up from what God has done tonight. Bless you, my brother. Uh, Amen. Bless you, doctor. All right, everyone, be blessed. Globalists, who we are, fires, what we bring, ministries, what we do. And we will see you on this Sunday. God bless you. Amen.